Every dollar we spend has to count right now. Desperate times can call for desperate measures. But this is a conversation piece that I seem to be having more and more with entrepreneurs and business owners that are a little bit frustrated with the result that they're getting out of their team. Let's get started with this edition of Dylan's podcast. I am Dylan. This is my podcast. And this is an opportunity for me to share the thoughts and ideas that I have about business, small and medium-sized business in particular, because I spend all of my days working with entrepreneurs and business owners to make their businesses more profitable and ultimately make them more valuable. For 22 years, I've primarily been involved in finance, and situations where businesses are upside down or are in trouble. So I've seen a lot of things and I got lots to share. So hopefully this is in the earbuds or on the speakers of an entrepreneur that just needs to hear some real down-to-earth advice or commentary about what it's like uh, having a business or running a business because we know that as an entrepreneur it can be super lonely and there's not a lot of places where you can share what you're feeling or hear others talk about Uh, what they're feeling. And so this is a way to do it. And ultimately, I do this because I don't believe that the failure rate for businesses needs to be what it is. I think that in my little way to contribute, that if I can provide some advice or some direction or some concepts to anyone who will listen, that maybe there's an entrepreneur that will realize they don't need to make all of the mistakes and that uh, they can probably do something better than what they're doing now, therefore uh, improving their odds that they're actually going to be one of the last businesses standing in the marketplace. And so mm, this podcast is my way of giving back. And so I thank you for the emails and the comments. I had someone tell me this week, you know, Dylan, I love listening to your podcast. The problem is it just takes me a little while to kind of figure out what it is you're trying to say and how to implement it. And then they asked me something very specific about last week's podcast episode, so I'd encourage you to take a listen to that. But I certainly enjoy the feedback. For those of you that are listening, Uh, it means a lot, and it means that I'm just going to keep recording these and hopefully uh, able to get in front of somebody that could use what it is I'm talking about today. And so today's episode came about because of two things. I was reading about the GM layoff happening um, because they're restructuring and they got lots of things going on. And then I saw a headline about... Ford, uh, the layoffs at Ford are going to dwarf the layoffs that were at GM. And that just so happened to coincide with a conversation I've been having for a few weeks with an investor who's probably 30 years older than I am and just simply can't get their head around how difficult the labor market is today in terms of there being no shortage of jobs but a shortage of people that are prepared to do jobs for certain pay rates. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that today as well. But when I was comparing um, some of my thoughts with the expected layoffs at GM and Ford, um, it kind of helped me to, to, to come to this conclusion that we all know, but sometimes we just need to be reminded that, you know, every business is in the people business. And so whether you're managing people or customers, that every business has to be designed around people and the experience that they're that they're looking for. And so I'm going to focus on the labor side today, the employee side, where I think that in my experience, employees want to contribute value to a business, uh, you know, leveraging their skill sets. And I think that many traditional businesses are stuck trying to figure out how to use their staff effectively to impact the results 
of their business. And so I think historically staff have generally filled kind of a job description, if you will, that these days is, is much of which is being, I think, replaced by technology. And so, I mean, I believe that people can be used to help a business understand how to add value specifically instead of how to just take care of tasks. And so um, I was chatting with with a business owner about the frustration they were having with their staff that simply don't want to don't want to do any work, you know. And they were, you know, they were saying, "I don't know why these guys just don't do the job that they're asked to do." You know, when I was younger, and that would have been, in this case, maybe like forty five years ago, I was just happy to have a job. You know, I went in, I did my job, and I didn't complain. And I had shared with them, I said, "Well, you know, I think that, I think that times have changed. I think that." you know, you just kind of got to go with it. You got to work with what you have instead of trying to fight against it. And so the real question is, how do you want to manage this better? Because it kind of seems like you only have two choices. I mean, he was arguing there's a third choice, but you really only have two choices. You can keep trying to get better results, doing the same thing, which I think is the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting to get a different result. Um, or you can take a look at what you have to work with and figure out how to, how to work around it or work, maybe work with it. I mean, the third option of course, is that you can fire people, but I think because it's so hard to find people in the first place that firing them is counterproductive unless they really want to leave. So when you look at having to work with what you have, it then forces you to take a little bit of an inventory of your staff and say, okay, what skill sets do they have? What is the business that we're in and how can I as the owner do a better job of aligning our people with the job that we're trying uh, to get done? And so being able to view each person's time as a resource can change how you treat them and set them up for success. And, and there, some of you might be thinking, well, I look, thinking, well, Dylan, I look at all of my people as resources. And maybe you do, but maybe you look at them as resources for how to get tasks accomplished instead of how to add value to your bottom line. And that may sound a little bit abstract, but let me flesh it out here a little bit so that you can can kind of think about this. So if every person had to contribute to the bottom line, what would that look like in your business? Because I have this theory that technology has removed most of the, what I would call reporting and recording work, which means you've got people now freed up to do the analyzing and implementing work. And if that all sounds kind of business gibberishy, gibberishy is that even a word? I don't know. If that sounds like business gibberish, think about it just for a minute. Your people know the most, even if they don't realize it, about your business. They know all the little nuanced stuff. They know how customers are using your business, where they're frustrated with the processes. That if they're if the frustrations were harnessed properly. Um, you know, that feedback would probably help you increase your bottom line by way of increasing the results that your business is getting. And I think that part of the resistance of wanting to consider your people as, you know, analyzing and implementing tasks versus like the reporting and the recording work is that at least the the demographic of entrepreneur that I work with, they tend to think that, well, I'm paying people to do a job, so therefore they should just do it. And I agree with the response to some extent, but I believe that I believe that the management of that response is a little bit more nuanced, and you can't just simply have a job description and expect that people are going to do it. People need to be led, they need to be held accountable, and I believe this starts at the top and works its way down, if you will, the reporting lines. Um, 
If you as a leader believe that every single minute spent on people needs to get a return, how do you structure your team and your technology uh, to enable this? And so the people in your business, because they know the most about your business, you've got to do some listening. You have to sit down and, and just listen to what your staff are telling you. And oftentimes it won't be in what maybe they tell you specifically. It might be in what they're not saying. And so you got to pick these cues up. And the reason all of this is important is because, again, in the case of the fellow that I was talking to, you can get upset with your team, you can get upset with your staff, or you can have all of those same conversations and instead try to find the opportunity. Because the truth is, if staff aren't happy at your business, they're going to leave and they're going to go somewhere else. And that's, at least in my experience, it's not something that you want to be doing because it costs a lot of money to acquire somebody new on your team. It costs money to get them acquainted with your business, to get them kind of up to speed. And so even though you might be frustrated, that might be a sitting duck opportunity for you to really figure out how to make your business better. And if you're prepared to grind through the very difficult conversations, you might be surprised by what you learn. And so if you get back to this idea of every of the time, of every person's time has to contribute to the bottom line, Uh, And what does it mean for your business? There's some pretty neat things that come up. And so I'm going to use like the GM and Ford examples just to kind of help flush it out a little bit. But um, say Ford and GM um, took their line, their manufacturing teams, if you will, or the folks working on the floor and figured out a way for them instead to become value add positions. So instead of just filling a task and, you know, putting a component on a vehicle and moving it down the production line, what if instead, I don't know, What if they took all of the experienced people on their manufacturing floor and put them inside of dealerships as salespeople? What might happen? Maybe consumers purchasing uh, vehicles would have a whole new experience and maybe there'd be opportunities to fundamentally change the experience of purchasing and owning a vehicle. What if, I don't know, what if GM and Ford not only manufactured cars, but used their teams to become like Uber drivers? Imagine that. GM line workers becoming GM on-demand car drivers. I'm not sure how all of this would actually work, but the thought exercise um, is certainly interesting and certainly one worth having. And so in your business, if you had to kind of be ridiculous and you had to listen to your team, you know, complain or give you ideas on your business, what would happen if in your business, every person had to contribute to the bottom line? What would that mean? Well, it would probably mean that you're going to need to employ some new technology to remove the whole reporting and recording tasks. It probably means you'd need to employ uh, or rather improve the experience that your business is giving to its customers because now you're going to have all this freed up staff time that could be directed towards finding more revenue opportunities. It probably means you might even need to rethink your business entirely. And if you want to understand what that could look like, I would encourage you to listen to last week's episode about understanding the business that you're really in. And so I might conclude my little thought exercise today by saying that, you know, changes in the workplace have been occurring since the beginning of time. And the key is to understand whether or not you as the entrepreneur or the business owner are leveraging what employees want, or are you trying to hang on to the traditional way of employing people and their skill sets? And so I don't think that not changing is an option. You just simply have to decide how and when you're going to change. Are you going to adapt to the market trends or are you going to fight them um, as long as you can? So those are kind of some of the things that I'm thinking about today. And I know that as an entrepreneur, people are probably where you spend 
you know, most of your time. Certainly I know that if business was just about delivering a product or a service, I think there'd be a, 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 quite a few more businesses that were successful. But because businesses are people, everything's people, customers are people, your staff are people, your suppliers are people, every business is in the people business. So you really have to say if our business is ultimately being in the people business and we add value to the market through people, to people, how do we do a better job of that? What do we do with our people? How do we redeploy them? How do we, how do we take the current job market where people have, have high expectations of the kind of environment they want to work in, but have a low expectation of maybe what they want to contribute to that result? How do you work with that to form a really great place to work? So maybe that's a bit of a stone in your shoe today. Um, that's kind of all I have to share. I appreciate you listening to my thoughts on this topic today. If you've got a question, make sure to reach out. I'm pretty easy to find on LinkedIn and um, on my blog and YouTube and all sorts of places. Um, if you thought that this was valuable, I would ask that you would share it with someone or rate it because once you do that, it gets some legs and it gets in front of other people and who knows, maybe there's something that was said today that will really help an entrepreneur do a better job inside of their business. So thanks for tuning into this episode and I trust and hope that you will tune into the next one as well.